Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. This is episode 115, and today I'm here with MPP Anthony Liardi. He is the member of uh, the Ontario Provincial Parliament for the riding of Essex, also a lawyer uh, with 23 years of experience holding an undergraduate degree in history from McGill and an education degree from the University of Windsor and a law degree from Western University. He's also married to Jack Liardi and has three wonderful children. He was first elected in Amherstburg as a town councillor in 2000, and after three years, he then stepped down as councillor, ran for deputy mayor, and was successful in that as well. And today, he's also the parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Mines. So we're going to have a great conversation about his path to public service, advice for, for young professionals that are looking to become a politician or uh, work in government. I'm very excited to be here today with you. I'm excited too. Awesome. My first question of the show is where in Windsor, Essex, or in particular in Essex County would be your favorite place for coffee? Okay, so my favorite place for coffee is my mother's house <laughs> because my mother, of course, makes the best coffee in Essex County. And uh, when we go to my mother's house, we'll use uh, an old-fashioned uh, espresso, the real old-fashioned espresso machine, and we'll make it that way. And that's the way the best coffee is made. So if you want a really great coffee... Talk to me, and maybe I can convince my mother <laughs> to invite you over her house. Well, hopefully there's a, a flood of uh, requests to go visit <laughs> your mother <laughs> for some delicious coffee. Um, and now really the real question of the show is, uh, can you share more about your journey to, to public office? It started back in 2000, and um, you've been very successful in it. What was that like? What was that journey for you? Well, I think you outlined it pretty good, uh, Lyndon. I started in municipal politics as a councillor, mm -hmm. and then I ran again for deputy mayor of the town of Amherstburg, and I was successful at that. That was a total of six years. Back then, you served for three-year terms. Now it's four-year terms at the municipal level. Um, and that was a great, uh, a really great training for what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Much of what I do today involves dealing with municipalities and legislation that affects municipalities. So that six years that I spent on Amherstburg Town Council was very valuable for what I do today. And what made you want to run for council back in 2000? Uh, well, back then I had a young, uh, young family. And uh, back then there were, as there always are, uh, issues regarding finances uh, at the municipal level. Financing at the, at the government level is one of my passions. So that was what originally drove me to run mm -hmm. uh, municipally. And then fast forwarding to deputy mayor, you wanted to take it a step further. Is, was there another calling that you had? Yeah, you know, um, uh, municipal politics offers a lot of opportunities for people to be involved in the decision-making process, not only as a councillor, but also potentially as deputy mayor, mm -hmm. and of course as mayor. Um, and then there are other areas you can get involved in. There are committees that people can get involved in, whether you're elected or whether you're not elected, you can be involved in a committee and uh, participate in the decision-making process that way. That's very useful. There are also various other appointments at the municipal level. The town, uh, the various municipalities will look for people with certain qualifications to sit on certain decision-making bodies, such as, um, you know, such as the, the fence viewing uh, committee, uh, which is a very rare occurrence, but there are other bodies as well. Mm -hmm. um, and those are important functions. Um, uh, so there's the Committee of Adjustment, for example, which decides on property line adjustments, or I should say more specifically, rules affecting what you can build on your property. That's very important. 
so those are a couple of examples of you know really good things that can be done at the municipal level that are meaningful things um, and that affect people's everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And and while you were on council and, and deputy mayor, uh, and just up until being elected as a, an MPP, you were a lawyer. What uh, what type of law did you practice? And yeah. so um, mostly I did uh, courtroom litigation. Um, about half of what I did was uh, litigation involving family law matters, so divorce, separation, division of pensions, um, matrimonial property, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the other half of what I did was litigation affecting estates, which mm-hmm. is, I sum it up as being what happens with people's money after they die. Uh, so I spent uh, virtually all of my time litigating either family law issues or estates issues. Um, which involved a lot of courtroom appearances, uh, certainly a lot of reading and research and development of argumentation and arguing with people a lot. Um, so, but it also involved negotiation um, and it also involved some situations which were resolved very well and, and people walked away from the table and felt very good about what had happened, both sides. Mm-hmm. And involved a lot of situations where both sides walked away and felt awful. Um, and, you know, some of the those are some of the slings and arrows that life throws at you uh, but that's what I did for um, you said 23 years but it was actually a little bit longer than a little that. Bit longer uh, just one more. <laughs> 24 years 24 um, and then I got elected to the provincial legislature and now is there anything you took away uh, from practicing law that helped in your role as a counselor mayor or deputy mayor and now uh, MPP uh, absolutely uh, so uh, the type of law I did involved a lot of research and understanding of legislation and then applying the legislation in real life. And, uh, you know, it's impossible for any law or any piece of legislation, whether it's, you know, at the provincial level or the municipal level or the federal level, it's impossible for the law to provide for every single situation that can arise. Um, so there are so many nuances and so many little details in every court case that you have to, you have to provide for that in some other way because mm-hmm. the law just cannot cover everything that happens in life. And so it's really useful. It's really useful in applying uh, the law first and then trying to figure out practical ways of resolving issues or getting things done uh, when you don't have any other recourse, whether it's a legal recourse or whether it's some other recourse, you have to find a practical way of moving forward and getting things done and having people, like I said, walk away from the table um, may be happy, but at, in, but even in, in the cases where people are unhappy, at least they, they're walking away with something they can live with. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very practical thing. And now it's been a little over a year since you've practiced? That's correct. Have you missed it at all? Well, you know, it was really fulfilling. Being a courtroom litigator is very fulfilling in many ways. Of course, it's highly demanding. It's highly stressful. Um, but I think it was a good preparation for political life. Awesome. And uh, moving forward a little bit to what you're doing now um, as an MPP, um, could you share more about the legislative, we talked a little bit about legislation, those legislative initiatives or policy areas that you're currently focusing on um, and why they're very important to you and your constituency? Well, as you mentioned, I'm the parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Mines. And we do have a mine in this area. It's the Windsor Salt Mine, but interestingly enough, that doesn't fall under the portfolio of, of mining ministry. That actually falls under the portfolio of natural resources, which ah. is a separate ministry. Uh, my ministry, uh, or more precisely, the ministry, the minister for whom I work, yep. uh, is the Ministry of Mines, the Minister of Mines. And 
most of the mining in Ontario occurs um, in the northern half of the province. And you would be amazed at how critical the mining industry is for us here in the southern half of the province. Mm. Let me give you one example. Um, nickel and copper are two commonly mined minerals here in the province of Ontario. They are vital in the manufacturing process in all sorts of ways, uh, principally because nickel and copper are used in batteries. And of course, uh, batteries are battery and battery functions are used in all sorts of processes right across uh, the province of Ontario, and in particular, in the manufacturing of automobiles. Uh, so that is critical to those of us who live in Essex County. Yes. And that's why, um, that is why my role with the Minister of Mines is particularly important for us here in Essex County, because of course we, in the, who rely so heavily on manufacturing, need the minerals mined in the north so that we can do our manufacturing here in the south. Mm -hmm. And it seems very strategic to have um, you in this position and also Andrew Dowie with uh, working mm -hmm. in economic development, right? We have um, a massive mm -hmm. uh, project happening right now. Massive, massive investment by Stellantis and LG here in the region, a $5 billion investment. Those of us who are familiar with automobile manufacturing, we don't have to think twice about this. Mm -hmm. It comes naturally to us. We know the fantastic benefits that come from automobile manufacturing. We know the spin-off jobs. We know the incredible job opportunities that are created by this type of investment. So it comes to us naturally. Yes. Uh, and that's why there's been so much excitement in our area about the incredible investments in the automobile manufacturing that have occurred. But not only in our area, also throughout southern Ontario. Since, uh, since 2019, various automobile manufacturers have announced more than $25 billion worth of automobile manufacturing investment here in southern Ontario. That's incredible mm -hmm. because before that, there was no or virtually no automobile, new automobile manufacturing investment mm -hmm. in Southern Ontario. We in this area knew this for a long time. And we were being told that manufacturing was leaving the province, that manufacturing was passe. We were being told that manufacturing was a, you know, a thing of the past and that we shouldn't be, well, well we, we rejected all that. Mm -hmm. We said, no, manufacturing is good. For southern ontario it's good for the economy and it's good for people providing good solid jobs and careers good pay pension benefits this is the type of thing we wanted in the province of ontario so the government went after it actively pursued it and now the the fruits of our labor are are, are coming mm -hmm. uh, are coming to southwestern ontario like i said 25 billion dollars worth of automobile manufacturing investment just in the last uh, three to four years. Fantastic investment. It's gonna be great for uh, not only for today, but for the future. Mm -hmm. This is obviously a, a big win. Um, reflecting on elected last June, I believe, right? It's been a little bit over what, one year, one month. Yep. Um, reflecting back on that year, what are, you, what are you most proud of? You know, I, I think that this government's focus on the economy and on training people for that economy is something that I'm very proud of. We already spoke about manufacturing uh, investment, mm -hmm. but let's talk about skilled trades. 
we all know about skilled trades. Skilled trades give you interesting work, good pay. When you have a skilled trade, you have a job for life. And this government has been really great in promoting the skilled trades and getting people into the apprenticeships, which are required for skilled trades. And that is super for young people and it's super for the economy. And I think that's one of the accomplishments that I would like to really highlight because I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, asking a more fun question um, outside of uh, going to Queens Park and, and the work that you do at the constituency office, what do you like to do for fun? Well, I like gardening. Uh, I like swimming. We have a pool in the backyard. So this summer has been really great to uh, try to get into the pool as often as I can, given the, you know, the demanding schedule that we have. Yes. Uh, I have a garden. It's um well, the rabbits got all of the Swiss chard and the lettuce, so that's gone. <laughs> but we did uh, manage to get a good crop of, uh, of kale. Not everybody's a fan of kale, but Jackie and I like kale. And we got a good crop of tomatoes coming up as well. So that's what we like to do. Um, maybe you might have seen my wife and I walking various parts in the town of Amherstburg. We like to walk together. That's our personal time together. We like mm -hmm. that a lot. And so it's a little bit of what I like to do. Good, good. I'm... Uh... Hoping maybe there's some fruits and vegetables for me after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come down to my house. We'll pick something out of the garden for you. Um, and, and for those that are watching that might not know uh, really what a day in the life of an MPP is, is all about, can you share more about that? Okay. Well, um, while I'm in the riding, mostly it involves answering people's emails, answering people's telephone calls, and meeting with people in the riding about mm -hmm. what they want to talk about. Uh, while I'm at Queen's Park, uh, mostly it involves uh, speaking to the government's agenda in the legislature. So maybe some of your viewers have seen some of my videos online. Mm -hmm. Maybe they follow my Facebook page. You can see the types of debates that we have in the legislature of the province of Ontario. And I have to say, I, I, really, uh, I really enjoy that. And I think that putting good representation forward for the taxpayers of Essex County is very important. Who you send to Toronto makes a difference. And I think without, without being too bold, I can say that I am doing a very good job representing the taxpayers of Essex County at the legislature, putting our concerns forward and making sure people know that Essex County is an important place for this government to be investing. Mm -hmm. and, and I know another part of, of your role is, is Sometimes you'll go out and solicit feedback from your constituents, whether it's mm -hmm. knocking on doors. And like you said, hearing that feedback um, on the phones or an email, is that a good, a good indicator of, of where you believe your writing wants to head? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, maybe your viewers have seen uh, one of the house, we call them a householder. It's a mail out that you get at your house. And there's always a, a, uh, a slip that you can fill in and mail back to my office. Mm -hmm. um, and you can always, uh, Put down what your concerns and uh, interests are and we always respond we always send you something back or we always uh, email you or send you a letter back uh, with regard to what your interests or concerns are if you request that yeah we'll mm -hmm. definitely do it and so yeah that provides me with very good feedback that's awesome to hear uh and my, my last question is um more for for younger people mm -hmm. or anyone that's really interested in running for office uh, and, and taking that step forward and, and being involved in public service, what would be your advice to those individuals? Well, you're a young person who's <laughs> run for public office. 
So that's a good example. Um, it, it's a, it can be a good thing for some people. Some people it doesn't appeal to. But you can serve uh, in a public capacity in many ways. You can run for a political office. Uh, that's definitely one way. Um, that's, that's not everybody's cup of tea. So, mm -hmm. But there, as I said, there are other ways to participate. There are so many good community groups to join. Um, you know, community groups like, you know, the Knights of Columbus, the Rotary Club. Uh, you know, there are lots of Royal Canadian Legions. There are so many good groups to join, which are doing positive things in their communities. And it gives you a great opportunity to meet people, to um, improve your own interpersonal skills and your own professional skills. And so I would encourage people to join a group, uh, especially young people, join a group, um, join a community group. It doesn't have to be one of the ones I mentioned. There are all sorts of community groups to join. It's really going to enrich your life and make you a better person. And I, I guess what would be not so appealing with, with the job, being in yeah. public office, whether it's at the council level or, or uh, the province level, just to be real with the folks online that might yeah. be they're really considering, but they don't know about some of, I, I guess you could say the cons or things that. Yeah, yeah some people <clears throat> um, will engage with you positively. Some people will engage with you negatively. It, it doesn't matter whether the feedback or whether the, whether the opinion is positive or negative. That's perfectly fine. But this, the downside, is, the very serious downside is some people will engage with you unprofessionally. Um, some people will, for example, they'll walk up to you in the grocery store and harass you in the grocery store, um, which is very unfair and unprofessional, but it mm -hmm. happens. Um, you know, I, it, this has not happened to me, but there was one particular member of provincial parliament who had people show up at their personal address. Wow. Now, you can certainly show up at a member of provincial parliament's office mm -hmm. and, you know, say what you have to say at the office, but to show up at their personal address and you know, start uh, haranguing them in front of their their children is very inappropriate. Yeah, but that happens. So that's some of the negative. Yeah, and how do how do you deal with that? Like, uh, well, you know what? Uh, sometimes you can politely ask them to call your office and give them your office telephone number, and you'd be happy to meet them at the office. Um, and that's usually the best way to deal with that situation. Gotcha. And I, I lied. One more one more quick question before okay. we head out. Um, what's next? You have a, a few more years uh, for the rest of this term. Correct. Um, what are you What are you looking forward to? What do you really want to uh, get done? You know what? We're going to continue with this government's program, which I think is a fantastic program. We're going to continue concentrating on building economy, building Ontario's economy, which, in my opinion, is doing fantastic, mm -hmm. firing on all pistons. We're going to continue training people for the workforce. We currently have 340,000 jobs in the province of Ontario that need somebody to work there. These are paychecks waiting to get cashed. So I think, in my opinion, um, the government's agenda should start uh, or continue to address those two specific issues. And in particular, I mean, listen, everybody in Essex County knows, you know, we need more plumbers. We need more drywallers. We need more electricians. We need more construction workers. Skilled trades in Essex County is the place to be. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in the skilled trades, or if you know somebody who you think would be suitable for the skilled trades, call my office. We will help you find a place for them because the demand is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I imagine healthcare is a, a huge component as well. Yeah, that, uh, you know. There's an announcement yesterday, I believe, right? With the, with the hospital. Well, um, 
we have ongoing announcements. I mean, listen, everybody knows about the great new uh, hospital project that's being done for this region, mm -hmm. brand new hospital, which is uh, something that had been undertaken by a previous government, but was not completed. This government is getting it done. And we also have other positive healthcare announcements. Here's one that I like to talk about a lot. Um, you know, nobody wants to go to the hospital. If you can get a medical procedure done without having to go to the hospital, everybody prefers that, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go to the hospital. You don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. So what this government has done is, let me talk specifically about cataract surgery. You don't have to go to the hospital for cataract surgery. Now you can take your OHIP card. You can go to Dr. Tapor's office and get your cataract surgery done at Dr. Tapor's office. It's the same procedure. You don't have to go to the hospital. You show your a your OHIP card, it gets done. Mm -hmm. And in fact, one of the perks of go about going to Dr. Tafor's office is at the hospital, you have to pay for parking, whereas Dr. Tafor's office, the parking is free. Okay. Right? <laughs> so this, yeah. this is better for patients who need that surgery. Mm -hmm. It's more convenient. People like it better. And it opens up space in the hospital so that other people who actually must go to the hospital, yeah. get there. So uh, it's a, just one example of one of the great initiatives that are happening in healthcare in the province of Ontario. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it, I mean, that's a very uh, exciting initiative for sure. And I mean, like you said, concentrating it all at the hospital, it, it clogs it up, yeah. right? Um, so there's a lot of exciting things happening for yourself and this government. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what's next for you. And I just want to uh, thank um, MPP Liardi for joining me on the show today. And I hope you enjoyed watching. If you want to catch the full episode, you can visit coffeewithgreener.com. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.